Today's daf Mesechah Soita is daf Memvav 46. As is Hashem, the first part of today's daf is very technical. The latter part of today's daf, as is Hashem, is going to be more agadita. But the first part, we're going to contrast um, Egla Arufa with Para Aduma. We're going to see their halachas are not the same. There will be some crossover and limudim from one to the other, and there will be some exclusions. That's what we're going to go through for the first part of the daf. We'll f- continue to discuss different halachas relating to Egla Rufa, the calf, the valley, uh, what you're allowed to do in that valley. And then we're going to move on to discuss halachas of Levaya. There's a mitzvah to accompany people, specifically, you know, help give people a sense of uh, security, etc. And in the last half, we're going to get into a specific story of Elisha, where he killed these uh, kids that were bothering him. We'll get into that. Later, Bezus Hashem. So let's get started. We're starting the bottom of Memheim with Bez, bottom of the page at the Mishnah. We have a new Mishnah here. We're going to get started. Bezus Hashem Yisbarach Shemoy. Let's get started. Zok the Mishnah. So we're holding in the middle of the, it, towards the end of the story, actually, of the Egla Rufa, which is based um, in the Sanhedrin Agadol in Yerushalayim would measure, we said it's a mitzvah for them to measure which city the dead body was found closest to. And after they've measured, they go on their way. And then the local Beisden steps in, and then they have to do their procedure. Now their procedure, as we'll see in the Mishnah here, they would say psukim, decapitate a calf in a barren valley. That's going to be the really the conclusion of this uh, Eglarufa procedure. We'll still discuss it in the next Mishnah, but... This is the conclusion, Tachlis, in terms of procedures. So the Mishnah tells like this, Nifteru zikne Yerushalayim b'halchulayim. The elders of Yerushalayim, which was the Sanhedrin, went on their way after they'd measured, and that's that. We had a machlaikis before, how many of them were necessary in the first place, but that's not for now. Zikne oisa ir mevien eglas bakar asher lemashcha ba'al. So the elders of that city, means the elders of the city that was determined to be closest to the dead body, would come and they would bring with them a calf that had never pulled a yoke. We're going to get into this today. It could never have done work in the sense that it never pulled a yoke. The Mum Paisalba, however, says the Mishnah, a blemish would not invalidate this calf from usage. Unlike Para Aduma, for that matter, a, the, the Egla Arufa could be you, you can use a calf that had a blemish, unlike Para Aduma, which you would not be allowed to use a red heifer, which is again for the paraduma waters that they would use for Tomas Mace, that could not have a blemish. But this, you could have a blemish, not a problem. Now what would they do with this calf? And they would bring it to a nachal eisan. The Pasuk says they would bring it to a nachal eisan. What's a nachal eisan? So the Mishnah explains it's a valley that's eisan. Eisan kemashmai. Eisan means kemashmai, which is kashe. It means harsh. Barren. Barren valley. And we're going to see in the Gemara, there's going to be a machlaikis if that means that it never produced or that it should never produce following. We're going to see regarding that area. But either way, it's supposed to be a barren valley. However, even if it's not harsh necessarily, I guess there is some produce there, it's still going to be acceptable. And then they would decapitate the calf with a hatchet from the back of its neck. We'll see why specifically in that way in the Gemara. 
Now that place, sorry, this is really going to be a debate. It says in the Mishnah, that place that they decapitated the calf, it's prohibited to seed, to plant in the soil, and to work the soil. This is going to be a machlaikis, right? Meaning the fact that it's a barren valley, that's going to be accepted upon Lakoladeus. The question is, is it a place that was not product productive, meaning it never produced, or is it that it cannot be used anymore? However, the area that you had decapitated the calf would be permitted to comb flax there because that's not something that's done with the actual earth. It's just an area. You need an area to do this type of work so you can use that area. Or is to pierce gems, to cut stones. Again, it's a type of avoid of work that could be done in that area, but it's not done with the ground, so it's permissible. Continues the Mishnah. The elders of that city would then wash their hands with water. In the place that they decapitated the calf, and they would say, as the Pasuk tells us, all the end of Shaiftim, it says, They say, Our hands did not spill this blood, and our eyes did not see. So the Gemara Mishnah interjects and says, Did it enter our mind that the elders of Bezdin were murderers? Rather, what it means is, he didn't come to our hands and we let him go. The Gemara is going to add in, the, the Brisa will add in over here. Patranu means we didn't uh, let him go without food. It's not in the Mishnah, actually, it's in the Gemara. Uh, and we did not see him and let him go on his own without accompaniment. We'll see in the Gemara. That's how the Gemara clarifies it. Now, the, the Koyhanim, if you look at the end of that Parsha in Shoftim, so it had mentioned that there were Koyhanim, but it didn't say what they were doing. So the Gemara Mishnah understands that if you look at the Mamish, the last few Pesukim in Shoftim, when it says, Kaper la'amcha Yisrael, atone for your nation Israel, Kohanim are the ones who actually say this. Along with the Beisden of that locale, the Kohanim would also show up. Da Kohanim, Omer, and the Kohanim would say, Kaper la'amcha Yisrael, asher padisa Hashem, atone for your nation Israel that you have redeemed Hashem, altitei damnaki b'kerev amcha Yisrael. And don't place uh, innocent blood amongst your nation Israel. So they said there should be an atonement. And then the last Pasuk reads, uh, sorry, the second to last Pasuk, it says, The second last Pasuk finishes off in Ikaper Lohem Adam, and the blood should be atoned for. So that's in repetition. So the Mishnah says, Lo Yitzrich and Lemur Ikaper Lohem Adam. The Kohanim didn't actually need to say those words. Ella Ruach HaKodesh Mevasrasan. That's like Hashem giving us a uh, testimony. He's testifying, He's telling us what will be. When you do like this, meaning if there's a dead body found and you undergo this procedure, the blood will be atoned for. It means that at the end of that Pasuk is actually to be understood as the Kohanim are saying, this should be a kapara, and it's like a, it's a validation. Hashem is saying, okay, that will be a kapara when you do this procedure properly. Okay, now we're starting the Gemara today. This is, this is a very technical Gemara. Bear with me. Uh, let's just try to get through the steps with clarity here. So like this, we said in the mission, let's just get before we even begin. Yes, yes, yeah. So now, we said in the Mishnah, <clears throat> Mum does not invalidate when it comes to Egla Rufa. Okay, an Egla Rufa, you can use a calf that has a blemish. Para Duma is not like that we know when it comes to the red heifer that they would use to create this concoction. Well, let's, not, let's, let's leave out Carbonus for a minute. We're going to get to Kachim later. We'll get into that later. But let's just stick with these two for now because that's what we're going to really contrast for throughout this next bunch of lines. 
So Parah Duma, if it's blemished, it's disqualified. You can't use it for the concoction to purify a Tamei Mace. What's that? Can a blemish be pure? Oh, unclear. But let's just say a blemish is, is disqualifying when it comes to Paraduma. It does not disqualify for Egla Arufa. That's what the Mishnah told us. Asks the Gemara, Mum should invalidate the Egla Arufa using the logic of a Kalva Chaymer. So let's go through this. Uma para she'ein hashanim Para there's no specific age that the calf or the cow has to be, the red heifer, call it a heifer, but it doesn't have to be a specific age. So when it comes to the para aduma, years does not disqualify, that's a leniency, it doesn't have to be a specific age. But mum but a para aduma is invalidated if it has a blemish. So Egla, when it comes to Egla Rufa, the Psukim tell us it has to be one year old in order to qualify as Egla Rufa. Sheshanim Paislisba, the years do invalidate it, means there is some determinating factor when it comes to years that's necessary, that's a Chumrah. So So certainly using Kalbachaymer, if Paraduma is disqualified through Mum, so then Egla Rufa should also be disqualified through Mum. Mum, Mum. Again, let's speak that out. When it comes to paraduma, years are not a disqualification. Any age, it doesn't make a difference. But mum is a disqualification. So egla rufa, which requires us to be within one year, certainly mum should disqualify egla rufa from being allowed to be used. And yet we know that's not the halacha. So the Gemara says, Sha'ani hasim, it's different by paraduma, the Amar Kra. Oh, the Pasuk says, what does it say by paraduma? It says, Asher ein ba mum. The Pasuk says, by para aduma. This is in Parshish Chukas. When it talks about para aduma, it says, ein ba mum. What's ba? It's a miut. It says, specifically by para aduma, ba mum paisel. That's where a mum will invalidate it. But the miut is to teach us, ve ein mum paisel, ve egla. But it will not invalidate by an egla. So the answer the Gemara says is, since it says ba, by para aduma, what it's emphasizing is specifically Paraduma is disqualified through some sort of a blemish, but Eglarufa is not disqualified through a blemish, so we've refuted the Kalvachimer. Elameyata asks the Gemara, Now, like this, there's two psukim. I don't want to get too confusing, but the psukim in regards to the, both, both Eglarufa and Paraduma could be disqualified through certain types of work meaning if the animals had been used for some sort of work, they become disqualified. Now the Pasuk by Egla Rufa reads, Asher ubad ba, asher mashcha be'o. By Egla Rufa it says, it had not been worked, ubad ba, asher mashcha be'o, that it had not pulled a uh, yoke. But it specifically says, asher ubad ba. Ubad ba means any type of work, meaning what would, what, what would, what would disqualify an Egla Rufa? Any sort of work, not specifically pulling a yoke. But by paraduma, it doesn't say that. All it says is asher Allah aleha o. All it says is that a yoke didn't go on it. And we're going to learn later that we actually derive from egla rufa to paraduma that just as shar avoidus, other types I, of work. I don't know if that's a yoke. It's oh. not a yoke necessarily. It's not work. That's a leash. That's a leash. leash. Yeah, I don't know if that's a leash. leash. Oh, so a now, no. again, it's well, set. Sorry, guys, we have to focus a, here. A, 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 a <coughs> mass of something. A yoke will pull some kind of a mass. A leash is just for walking. So the point is, is that the Gemara later is going to say, just as when it comes to 
Egla Arufa, it says Asher Ubadba, any sort of work disqualifies it. So we're going to learn also when it comes to Pora Aduma, any sort of work disqualifies it. But the Gemara's kasha is like this. If the word Ba is a mute, meaning it says Ba by Pora Aduma, so as to imply Pora Aduma is disqualified through Mum, Egla Arufa is not disqualified through Mum. It also says Ba by Egla Arufa regarding Shara Voidus. So what should, we should also then say is, Eglarufa is disqualified through other forms of labor, through other forms of work, but Paraduma is not. And yet the Gemara is going to actually learn from Eglarufa to Para. So you see the word Ba is not an exclusionary term, and it shouldn't exclude Eglarufa from being disqualified through Mum either. Let's read that inside. At Paraduma you can work? You can't. Oh, that's the kasha. The raya we're going to bring that you cannot have worked yeah. a paraduma is from a limud from egla rufa. But it says ba by egla rufa, and if ba is an exclusionary term, like you're learning that the oh, so ba so by para excludes egla, so then the ba by egla should also exclude para. Asks the gemara elameyata, but the gemara says according to what you're saying, la yushar avodas poisless ba. Other avodas should not disqualify paraduma. Alma. Alama Amrabyuda Marav, but Rabyuda Marav teaches, later we're gonna see, Hiniachala Udashal Sakin, if they put a bundle of uh, bags on the paraduma, psula, it invalidates it. By egla, we'll discuss this later, but egla has to be that it actually pulls the yoke. Well, I'm not going to get into that right now, but the point is, you see that shara vitus invalidate, and the source that paraduma is disqualified through other forms of labor is from egla rufa. The problem is, by egla rufa, it says, so if ba is an exclusionary term, and that's why egla rufa is not disqualified through mum, so then paraduma shouldn't be disqualified through shara vitus either. Must be. Ba is not an exclusionary term. So the Gemara answers, Shani para di alfinan ol ol me egla. Oh. So the Gemara says, okay, one second, we have to take a step back. Paraduma is different. The reason we're able to learn from egla to paraduma that other forms of labor disqualify the, egla, the paraduma is because we learn a gezer shava. It says all by para, and it says all by egla arufa. So since there's a Gezer Shava, Rashi says it's a Gezer Shava Mufne, it's an open Gezer Shava, the Ba is not an exclusionary term to tell us anymore that uh, Shara Vitus wouldn't disqualify Paraduma. Asks the Gemara, okay, beautiful, you're saying there's a Gezer Shava, Eglanami Tesi, Ol Ol Para. So if you're saying that there's a Gezer Shava, so apply the Gezer Shava the other way. Learn Egla from Para, just as Para is disqualified through Mum, Egla Rufa should be disqualified through Mum. And that's not the halacha. So the Gemara answers, Hamiyat Rachmana Ba. No, because it says Ba. We have the word Ba by Para Aduma that it says Ba. Specifically, Para Aduma is disqualified through blemishes, but not Egla Rufa. So the Gemara says, Ba. Yeah, but Egla Rufa it also says Ba when it comes to other forms of labor. So once you're telling me Ba excludes the Xer Shava, so it should exclude it the other way too. And if that's true, you shouldn't know that other forms of labor disqualify the Para Aduma. So the Gemara is going to say, is that the word ba, that it says asher ubad ba, when it says that by egla rufa regarding other forms of labor, it's not used to, to exclude para aduma, it's rather used for something else. And since it's used for something else, the gezerah shava stands, and therefore we learn from egla rufa to para aduma, other forms of labor that will disqualify para aduma, but the other way, which means the gezerah shava from para to egla, that teaches us uh, mum, that would theoretically teach us mum would disqualify egla, is excluded by the word ba that's written by para aduma. So what do we use the word ba that's written, ashurle ubad ba, what do we use that for actually? 
when it says it by Egla Rufa. This is what you talked about before. Homi boy lelem ute kadshim. The Ba is not to teach us that um, that we exclude uh, that Avoida would disc- that uh, sorry that we would exclude Para from Egla, but rather that we're going to exclude kadshim from Egla Arufa because Enochinami other forms of labor will disqualify. Uh, para aduma, that's derived from the Xerashava. But the Ba, the Miut, is going to teach us that Kadshim are not disqualified through Avoida. Karbanos are not disqualified through Avoida. That is used, the Ba that it says, Ubad Ba, that it says by, para, uh, by Egla Rufa is to exclude Kadshim. One second. That are not disqualified through labor. Because it would have entered your mind. Yeah, what is it, Ron? No, no, they weren't allowed to be used for work. No, That's no the point. Work. No, it could be disqualifying. Yeah. Salkadaita mm-hmm. chamina, because you would have thought like this. Now, don't get confused. Now, this is very confusing. So you might have thought that you should learn you should learn a kalvachimer from egla to karbanos. Again, if egla rufa, which is not disqualified through blemishes. But avayda poiselis ba, if it's been worked, it's invalidated to be used for eglarufa purposes. Kadshims, when it comes to karbanos, shemum poiselis bohen, that it is invalidated through a blemish. Karbanos that are evamum, Parsha Zemor talks about karbanos that are disqualified. So certainly avayda should disqualify them. So therefore, we need the ba that is said in the Parsha of eglarufa that says if you work it, it's disqualified. To teach us, karbanos are not disqualified through work. So the says, why do you need that drasha? We can refute that kalvachimer, and then you don't need a pasuk in the first place because mala egla shekain shanim ba. When it comes to an egla rufa, again, like we said before, it has a chumra that it's limited to a certain age bracket. Egla rufa can only be used the calf that's uh, within its first year. Karbanos aren't like that, so maybe you shouldn't make that kalvachimer in the first place. And ba shouldn't be necessary to teach me that uh, that a work doesn't disqualify it. So the Gemara answers, When it comes to karbanos, are there no karbanos that are disqualified by years? Rashi says over here, Pesach, Karban Chatas, these are things that have to be within the first year. So we do see there's a limitation when it comes to, so they're good, they're comparable. You would have made that Kalvachimer, and therefore, since you would have made that Kalvachimer, boys to teach us, although Egla is disqualified through Avoida, karbanos are not disqualified through Avoida. So we finish off, we say, when you need the Pasuk of Ba, the necessity is to teach us that those Korbanos that are disqualified through years, i.e. Korban Pesach, Korban Chatas, those you may have thought should be also disqualified through Avoida, Kalvachaymer from Egla Rufa, Kamash Malan Ba, Shalai Ubad Ba, specifically Egla Rufa is disqualified through work, but not, korba, but not Korbanos. Beautiful. Okay, so now what we've deduced, which we've, we're at this point, is Hashem. What we've concluded is like this. We have a Gezer Shava between Egla Rufa and Paraduma. The Gezer Shava allows us to say that just as, just as Egla Rufa is disqualified through work, Paraduma is disqualified through work. Now you don't make the Gezer Shava the other way to say that Egla Rufa is disqualified through Mum. Why not? Because the word Ba, because the word Ba is, um, one second, because the word Ba, help me out here. Shimon, come on. 
The, uh, all, all again, there's a gezer shav between Egla Ruf and Paraduma. Let's, let's get this clear. By Egla Ruf, we say that the, all, all forms of work disqualify it. The word ba is used to teach us that korbanos are not disqualified through work. But the gezer shava between all, all, between Egla Ruf and Paraduma teaches us Paraduma is disqualified through other forms of korbanos. labor. Beautiful. Now, the other way to say that a mum disqualifies Paraduma, so it should also disqualify Egla Rufa, is not true because the word ba is said by Paraduma to say it's disqualified through a mum, but Egla Rufa is not disqualified through a mum. That's where we're standing now. And the ba that we're saying, Ubad ba, that we're saying by Egla Rufa is to teach us that although Egla Rufa is disqualified through work, Kajim are not disqualified through work. The Gemara is about to challenge us to show this is not really the source. It seems to be at this point that the source we know Karbanos are not disqualified through labor, through work, is from the Ba that's written by Egla Rufa. The problem is we're going to have an, an entirely different source we're about to show for that. So why do we need two sources? That's the question. Let's see. Ask the Gemara. The fact that korbanos are not disqualified through work. Is it from this Pasuk of Baad by Egla Rufa? nafka. It's from Parshas Emor when it talks about korbanos. What does it say there? Averes, Aishavor, Echaruts, if you have an animal that's blind or broken, or its eyelid is split, Ayabeles, Ayagerev, Ayalefes, or it has warts, or it's dry skin disease, or moist skin disease, all of these types of blemishes of animals. Loisakrivu Eile Lahashem. Pasuk says, you shall not sacrifice these, which is an exclusionary term, to Hashem. And says the Gemara, what does that Eila teach us? Eila iatamakriv, these, because they have mumim, they have blemishes, they can't be brought as karbanos. But the exclusion teaches us, you could bring karbanos that had, had work done with them. So asks the Gemara, you have an entirely different source to teach us this principle. Why do you need the word asher ubad ba by Egla Rufa to exclude karbanos if you have this Eila as written by karbanos itself? So the Gemara says, no, it's Tirich, we need both drushes. Because Salka if there was only one drush, I would have thought, Hani, Maybe it's only permitted to be used for karbanos if a permissible sort of work was done with it. But if some sort of prohibited labor was done with it, says Rashi, for example, it worked on Shabbos, or it was Kilayim, Ashor, Nachamor, together, any of these things, maybe you'd say then, you'd say maybe then that the animal should be disqualified for future karbanos use. Tzricha, that's why we need both drashas of Eila, that we've just brought above by the blemishes, as well as the word Asher, like Ubad Bo, by Egla Rufa. Asks the Gemara, but that we also derive from over he, over there. It means we're going to show in Parshish Zemmor, there's another time it says Eila. So now we're going to have three drushas that teach us the same principle. Because the Pasuk there says, you know, you're allowed to accept Karbanas from Goyim. That's Salacha. And the Pasuk says, from the hands of Goyim, don't accept as Karbanas from any of these. Now what is that talking about? It means if a Goy brings a Karban, you're allowed to accept it. But if it's blemished, you can't accept it. So we call Eila, that's another exclusionary term. Eila yatamakriv, these you can't bring as a carbon because they're blemished. Avalatamakriv, kachrish, nevdo, bahenavaida. But says the Gemara, we derive from that that uh, korbanos that had been used for some sort of work. Those could be brought as a carbon. So now you have three drushes for the same principle. So what is the point of this third drusha now? It's the Rich. The Gemara says they're all necessary. Let's see why. 
I would have thought this You'd say like this. When are you allowed to use a carbon that had had work done with it? That's only when the work took place when it was already when it was still chulin. Meaning before it was consecrated, it had work done. Then you consecrate. So maybe since it wasn't done when it was a carbon, it's acceptable. Aval avad bahen kishahin kadshim emalitzeru. But maybe you'd say if work was done after it had become consecrated, so maybe it should be problematic. Tzricha, that's why I need a third drasha to tell me even if work was done in its consecrated state, it's not disqualified. All right, let's move on here. Gufa. If you're not confused yet. Lechayra, lechayra, yeah. Not hard. Shimon says not hard. Gufa. It's not hard. Just technical. It's never been worked and doesn't have a moman in your safe. The Romans knew to do this. That's how the Bishamidish works. Safe enough. Yeah, exactly. Gufa. Zakta Let's quote the name of Rabbi Yudamarav above. Om Rabbi Yudamarav. In Yechaleh Udashal Sakin Pesula, we said when it comes to Paraduma, if you put on the Paraduma Udashal Sakin, which is a bundle of bags of some sort, what? Sacks. Sacks? Sacks. Okay, sacks. Bags, sacks. sacks of wheat. No, psula. If you put on this uh, bundle of sacks, psula, so it's invalidated. Why? Because paradum is invalidated through any sort of labor. That's the point. Not just all. Now, when it comes to egla roof, it actually has to pull the yoke. Now, why does it actually have to pull the yoke? Because the Pasuk says by Egla Rufa, Asher loy mashcha be'oil. It says it hasn't pulled the yoke. means if it pulled the yoke, it's disqualified. If it just had a yoke on it, it's not disqualified yet. But when it comes to paraduma, what we're saying is, exactly. When it comes to paraduma, what we're saying is, Asher loy hiniach uh, sakin, even just having these sacks on it already disqualifies. Mesevei asks the Gemara, Kasha from Abraisa. The Bryce is like this. Oh, when it says by paraduma, the word says by paraduma again. The pasuk, all the pasuk says by paraduma. Actually, it says asher loy ala alea oh that a yoke was not placed on it, right? Meaning, if a yoke was placed on it, it's disqualified. So the Bryce says like this. Oh, when it says by paraduma oh a yoke only ala. I don't know that an all disqualifies it. A yoke how do I know if other sorts of labor were performed, it's also invalidated? There's a kalvachaymer. When it comes to egla rufa, chain mum, excuse me, mum poiselba. When it comes to egla rufa, kalvachaymer, a blemish does not invalidate it, but sharavaitis poiselis ba, other works do invalidate it, because the Pasuk says, by egla rufa, it says, any form of labor would disqualify it. So para, when it comes to paraduma shemum poiselba, that a, a blemish does disqualify it, and adenshasharavaitis poiselba. So certainly, then the other forms of labor should invalidate it. So this kalvachimer would then deduce that other forms of labor disqualify paraduma, just like eglarufa. Vi'im nafshechaloimar. Now vi'im nafshechaloimar means if you don't appreciate this kalvachimer. So why would you not appreciate this kalvachimer? So we'll see in a minute exactly what the, what the kasha is going to be. But there's some sort of a weakness in this kalvachimer. So therefore the b'risa continues and says, I'll show you another source. It means I'll show you another reason to say para aduma should be disqualified through other forms of labor. Because ne'amar kan ol, it says by aglaru for the word ol. V'ne'amar lahalan ol, it also says by para aduma the word ol. Ma lahalan shara vaitis just as regarding 
uh, sorry, the opposite. Just as regarding Egla Rufa, Shara Voidus invalidated, Afkan, Shara Voidus, Paisalus Ba. So too, when it comes to Paraduma, other forms of labor invalidate the Paraduma from being used. That's the Gezerah Shava we brought above, and that teaches us Paraduma is disqualified through other forms of labor. So even if the Kalvachimer is faulty in your eyes, the, the uh, Gezerah Shava should be acceptable. What's the weakness of the Kalvachimer? I Means the Kalvachimer seemed to be pretty strong. Again, the Kalvachimer was. When it comes to Egla Rufa, which is not invalidated through blemish, but it is invalidated by other forms of labor, so part of which is invalidated through blemish, other forms of labor should also disqualify. Well, what's the weakness of that Kalvachimer? So there's two options with the weaknesses. Because you might say like this. Number one, you could refute the Kalvachimer by saying, Egla Rufa is disqualified through years. So since it has the Chumr that it's disqualified through years, maybe it also has the Chumr that it's disqualified through other forms of labor. But Parawish doesn't have disqualification of years, so maybe it shouldn't have a disqualification of other forms of labor. In Ami, alternatively, you could have refuted the Kalvachim by saying, that I'll show you a source that your logic is faulty. Because even though Mum does invalidate it, but Avaida does not. So perhaps that's the standard. Mum could invalidate it, as we see by Paraduma, but Shara Avaidas don't invalidate it. So therefore, because the Kalvachim is faulty, the Bryce has said, it says over here, oh, it says by Egla Rufa, oh, by Paro, and it says by Egla Rufa, oh, Shara Voidus, just as regarding Egla Rufa, other forms of work invalidate Afkan Shara Voidus. So to here, Paraduma is invalidated through other forms of work. So now, what emerges ultimately is the way we know Paraduma is disqualified through other forms of labor is the Gezer Shava. Since it says all by Egla Rufa, and Egla Rufa is disqualified through other forms of labor, even though Paraduma it only says the word all, we should also say it's also disqualified through other forms of labor. Fine. One second. If your source is learned from Egla Rufa, so it should be limited from whatever Egla Rufa is limited by. What does it say by Egla Rufa? By Egla Rufa, in order for it to be disqualified, it actually has to pull the yoke in order to be disqualified. So to over here, when it comes to the labors that invalidate Paraduma, maybe it's only if it actually Pull something. Well, not only put a yoke on. You're not allowed to, but the point is, if the Gezerah Shava is to teach us, that's where we learn Shara Vaitis are invalidated, which is from para, from Egla Rufa. By Egla Rufa, it says it has to pull something. I understand. So maybe here, in order to be invalidated through other forms of labor, it also has to be when it pulls something. Who? The Paraduma? The Paraduma, exactly. But the Paraduma, forget about pulling it. You can't even put the yoke on top of it. Mm. So, <clears throat> I You can't even put a sock on there. One second, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. This is a Gemara asking. How do you lead it along? You prod it. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it doesn't go. You got Yeah, no, that's the kasha. No, that is the kasha. Yeah. The only way you know other forms of labor invalidate paraduma is from Shava from Egla Rufa. That's the only way you know it. Otherwise, we don't know other forms of labor invalidate Egla Rufa. Uh, paraduma. Paraduma. So the kasha then is, well then, if that's true, it should be limited by the limitation of Egla Rufa. The limitation of Egla Rufa is that it's only disqualified if it actually pulls. That's the yeah, Pasuk. Okay. So too, Shara Vod, it should only invalidate Paraduma. We just said a few minutes ago that you can't even put a sock so on that, top that's, of the that's thing. That's the Kasha. That's the Kasha. Not how could Rav Yudah Marav say... How can Rav Yudah Marav say it's invalidated by putting something on it, other yeah. forms of labor, yeah. that are not using the yeah. same yeah. qualifications yeah. as Egla Rufa? Exactly. did they generalize anything or did they specify a yoke? I don't understand your question. 
I just want to finish up here because we're running out of time. So the Gemara says, Really, it's Machlekes Tanoim. Let me explain this outside. Rav Yudah is not going to learn from the Gezer Shava. Since he doesn't learn from the Gezer Shava, it's not limited by the limitation of Egla Arufa. So even just putting Udashel Sakin, these uh, bundle of bags on it, would disqualify Egla uh, Para Aduma. But the other Tana, who learns from the Gezer Shava, Egla Arufa, from Egla Arufa, he'll hold that the only way it would become disqualified through Shara Avodis is if it actually pulls, like Egla Arufa actually pulls. So it comes out of Machlekes Tanoim. Let's read that inside. Tanoi, there is a Tana that learns from Egla Arufa, which is the Tana who will say, all, all, Gezer Shava, and then it will be limited only if it actually pulls like Egla Arufa. But the other author, which is going to be like Ravudah Marav, which is going to be that Ravudah Marav follows a different Tana who learns it from the actual Parsha of Paraduma. The Tanya, as the Brisa teaches, all. It says in the Pasuk by, by Paraduma, all. Ainli Ela, all. I would only know that included in disqualifications of paraduma is if it has a, a yoke. Sha'ar avaitis minayin. How do I know that it's invalidated through other forms of labor? Talmud Allah aleha ol. So it's the first part of the pasuk that nothing was placed on it ol, meaning ol is a, 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 in passing. Mikol makom. In any case, imkain ma talmud loimar ol. So then, why does it say ol? Ol is not a yoke. Ol is just well. Ol is ol is a yoke, but we're expounding the beginning of the pasuk. Ah, so why does it say ol? Ol poisel ben b'shas avayda ben shaloi b'shas avayda. Is that a yoke would invalidate whether it was placed during a time of work or not during a time of work. Other forms of labor will only invalidate at a time of work, meaning if you just put something on it for a minute to hold, but it's not actually labor, so then it's not going to disqualify it. So the Gemara says, one second. Whenever you have a breakup of sukkim like this, there is a natural conclusion that we usually say. The aim of it, maybe I should say like this, that when it says, Anything placed on it, that's a klal. That's a general term. All, prat. That's a, that's a particular word. Klal u prat, when you have a klal and a prat, beprat. So then it should only include what's actually listed in the pasuk, which means all in midiacharina loy. So then only it all should invalidate it, but not other things. So the Gemara answers, what breaks a klal u prat and makes it more inclusive? Asher ribuyahu. Asher, the word asher that's written after, asher layaleh all, that's written before, that it teaches us that's an inclusionary term even other forms of labor would disqualify, not just an all. Betanya nami gabe. Sorry, let me just stop for a second. So therefore, what the Gemara says now is, Rav Yudah Marav doesn't learn from all. All it's not limited to pulling something because it's not learned from Egla Rufa, and therefore he includes even if it doesn't uh, pull. Uh, sorry, even if it doesn't pull right, it will be disqualified just by placing this ba- bundle of bags on it. Now the Gemara just takes one step further and says, but we have the same drasha when it comes to Egla Rufa. The same sort of drasha when it comes to egla rufa. All it says by egla rufa, all that it's disqualified through a yoke. Ainly alo, I'd only know that it's disqualified through a yoke. Sharavaitis minayin. How do I know other forms of labor would disqualify? Yitamad laimar asher leubad ba. It says any form of labor would disqualify. Mikol makom. In any case, imkema tamad laimar also. Why does it say all? All poisla ben b'shasavayda ben shaloi b'shasavayda. A yoke would disqualify even if it was not at the time of work. Sharavaitis same poisla sel b'shasavayda. Other forms of labor would only disqualify. At a time of work, asks the Gemara the same kash of Ema Asher Le Ubad Ba Klal. Maybe Asher Le Ubad Ba is a Klal. All is a Prat. 
and v'klalu prat ein b'klalu mashu b'frat. And klal and prat should only be inclusive what's in the prats. How do you know other forms of labor? All in midia harin aloi, only in all and not other forms of labor. And for the Gemara, asheri buyahu. Asher is an inclusive term, and therefore it includes other things. Amr let's just try to get to the two dots here. Amr aviyavot, boi minei merabiyachanan, I've asked the following shaila of merabiyachanan. When we say be'egla arufa, it has to pull a yoke. So how much does it have to pull to be disqualified? Let's split the hairs, hairs a little bit here. Okay. Meaning when it comes to Egla Rufa, it has to pull a yoke to be disqualified. Well, how much does it have to pull? So the shot, well, not weight, we're going to see the, un- the understanding here is, right, so let's see. Meshichas ol bekamu, we'll see. The Gemara says, how much of the yoke does it have to pull? Amar kim loy ol. So it's based on the Pasuk. It has to pull the size of a yoke. Meaning the way we expound the Pasuk is, mashcha ba'ol, it has to pull a yoke's Size. So the Gemara says, Ibailu, they asked the following question. Let's split hairs now. The length of the yoke or the width of the yoke? Apparently, these were two different measurements. So Amar Lahu, they said back, So one of the rabbis who was named Rabbi Yaakov said, It was explained the name of Rabbi Yaakov. They asked to pull the yoke along its width, which is a tefach. So why don't you just say a tefach? It teaches us that the measurement of a yoke is a tefach. Why do I have to know this? For the laws of purchasing. If someone sells you a yoke and it's not the width of a tefach, go back to your local yoke owner and say you did the wrong thing. Why does the Egla roof have to be brought and decapitated in a harsh valley? Something that was not uh, that did not produce fruit. It's within its first year, so it was never able to have children. It should be killed via It should be decapitated in a place that did not produce, which is a barren valley. And it should atone for one that was not allowed or not given the time to have fruits. My peros. So what does it mean that someone wasn't able to have fruits? Maybe it means he couldn't have kids. But then you would say that when it comes to an old man and a sris, means someone that wasn't able to have children. Uh, maybe he doesn't uh, deserve Eglarufa. That's not true. Ela mitzvah, it means that he was killed and therefore he can't produce peros, which means he can't produce mitzvahs. That's why we have these two symbolic measures, which is the young calf in a barren valley, to show he wasn't able to continue producing mitzvahs. Okay. Okay, we're holding the last line of Memvav Muralif. Zok the Gemara. The Mishnah told us that they would take this calf, this uh, Eglarufa, to the barren valley. To be taken literally, Eson means something that's harsh. Tanarabanan says the Braisa. Where do we find in Psukim that Eson refers to something that's harsh? Shadamar. So the first Pasuk we find in, in uh, Parsh's Bullock, it says that uh, Bilam prophesizes Eson. It says, uh, the end of the Pasuk says you place your nest in a, in, a, in a rocky place, and then in the beginning it says, Esa my Shavecha. So you see, Esan is your dwelling place, referring to a harsh place. Vayimar, similarly, it says, Pasuk Yimicha says, Shimu harim Hashem, listen mountains to the grievance of Hashem, and the, the harsh ones, or the mighty ones, the foundation of the earth. Another source, so now this is a little bit different, which is how do we know Eisen refers to something that's ancient, that's old? He is an ancient uh, people, who it's an, uh, old, a, a people from forever. 
Continues the Gemara, they were decapitated from the back of its neck. My Taima, Gomer Arifa Arifa Mechata Saif. So there's a Gezerah Shava from Chata Saif. Just as Chata Saif was done with Malika from the back of the neck, so to this is done from the back of the neck. Now the Mishnah told us, The Mishnah said that the place that you did this procedure, you're not allowed to plant or to work the soil. Tanara Banan. So now we're going to have a machlaikis based on grammar of the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Asher lo ye aved boy zoreya. It says that you take it to the barren valley that had not been uh, worked and had not been seeded. So the Tanakama here of Yoshia says, L'sha'avar. It means in the past it hadn't been planted, it hadn't been worked. That's how he interprets the Pasuk. Actually saying in the future is that in the future it cannot be worked. So Rav Am Rav explains like this, Everybody agrees in the future it can't be worked, which implies in the future that it cannot be worked. So everybody agrees to that. Does it also extend to the past? So Rabbi Yeshia says the Pasuk means to also include that it could be, it has to be a valley that had not been worked, because it doesn't say in the Pasuk, Yeubad would imply the future alone. The fact that it says, it implies that uh, also in the past it could not have been worked. Rabbi Yainasan says back, it doesn't say in the past a language that would specifically refer to the past. So therefore, Rabbi Yainasan says it must be it's not referring to the past and it only cannot, have been, cannot be worked in the future. Rabbi Yeshia, Rabbi Yeshia responds and says, yeah, even though it doesn't say a language of the past, but asher l'sha'avar mashma. Asher implies the past, so that's including in the Pasuk that it means also it couldn't have been worked in the past. Rabbi Yenison, asher ribuyan. Rabbi Yenison says asher is an inclusion, which we're going to learn later. It's an inclusion to teach us um, that all sorts of work cannot be done in that, not just uh, zriya and uh, working. So let's see. We'll see that later in the Gemara. So the Mishnah said, although you can't use that soil, but it is permitted to comb flax and to cut gems. The Pesach says, as we just quoted, that you cannot uh, work the soil or seed the area. I'd only know Zriya. How do I know that other forms of labor are not able to be done in that soil? It says you can't work it, which is a general statement. So why does it emphasize specifically seeding, planting? Just as planting is something done specifically with the actual ground. So the prohibition is on anything that's using the ground itself. As opposed to combing flax or cutting stones, that you're not actually using the soil, it's just an area to be used, and that would be acceptable. But maybe you'll say like this, that the Pasuk, when it says that it cannot be worked, that's a klal, that's a general term. And it cannot be seeded, that's a detail. So then it should be limited only to planting, but other things should be permitted. So then everything else should be permitted. And for the Gemara, like we said on Amad Aleph also, Asher is a riboy. It teaches us that other forms of labor are also included in the prohibition, but again, as long as it has to do with the soil itself, not just the area. Continues the Gemara, the Mishnah told us, the elders of that city washed their hands. Zuck the Gemara, the Bryson now elucidates the Mishnah. So the Pasuk says, the elders of the city that are closer to the Chala, the dead body, they washed their hands in that barren valley 
on the Egla Arufa Benachal. She ain't Talmud Laimer Ha'arufa. Now, they didn't have to say Ha'arufa. We know that it was already decapitated. So why does it emphasize that? Ma Talmud Laimer Ha'arufa. So the Gemara answers, Al-Makam Rifasa Shal Egla. The point is, they washed their hands specifically on the area where they decapitated the animal. For Amru, and then they say, Yadeinu L'Shafku Esadam Azel. Our hands did not spill this blood. Ve'yadeinu L'Ro, our eyes did not see. Asks the Gemara, like we said in our Mishnah, Fchi Ali Benu, also Shabez and Shoifch and Damim. Do we think that Bezin are murderers? What's the Pasuk teaching us? So rather, he didn't come to our house and we let him go without food. And also, we didn't see him and uh, have him leave without accompaniment. So the point is, is that what they're really saying is, if we would have seen him, we would have definitely sent him out with an entourage with food, and then this situation wouldn't have happened. Now, based on this, the Gemara understands that that means if they know somebody's leaving, they could force the inhabitants of the city to accompany. So Tanya, you see, Bezdin will force people to accompany, meaning you see how important this mitzvah really is. And the Gemara brings a couple of incidences and stories to illustrate the importance of this. Because the reward for levoya, for accompanying people, has has is beyond measure. Shenemar, as the pasuk says, the pasuk in Shoftim. Now the context here is the Jews were trying to conquer a certain city, and they didn't know how to get into the entrance of the city. And there was one of the Canaanim. This was in the in, in Eretz when their, the conquest of Eretz Yisrael. He showed them how to get in. They went in and conquered it, and that Kenani was saved, and his entire family was saved. Shemar the pasuk says, So the Jewish guard saw that there was a man leaving that city, and they said to him, "Show us the entrance of the city. We're going to do kindness with you." And then the pasuk says, "He showed them the entrance of the city." So the Gemara says that they showed him Chesed. What kindness did they do with him? The entire city was wiped out by the sword but that person his family Shalcha was sent away and the Pasuk says he went to the land of Chitim he built a city and he named it Luz the Pasuk says that's its name until today Tanya the Brisa explains he Luz so that is the city of Luz that they used the Tcheles dye from. He Luz, Shabbat Sancheirv Bilbala. That is the city of Luz that Sancheirv came and when he mixed up all the nations of the world, he did not mix up that city. Nebuchadnezzar And Nebuchadnezzar didn't destroy it along with everything else. And even the angel of death doesn't have permission to go there. But Zekanim, old people, when they get old, they're Shadait and Katsa and their mind is uh, confused on them. It's disgusting to them, literally. That means they, they're ready to die. So, they go out of the walls of the city, and they die. The point is, is you see how much of a reward that guy got just for showing them the entrance of the city. So, the Gemara concludes the statement, He didn't speak with his mouth. This Nor did he walk with his feet. And he caused salvation for him and his children for all generations. Somebody that accompanies another person with his legs, the reward that he's going to get. So therefore, Kaifin Lilvaya. So asks the Gemara Bameher Elohim, how did this Kenani show these Jewish guards how to get into the city? So that he He motioned with his mouth. He motioned. He didn't even say anything. He just motioned. With his fingers, he motioned to them. 
Uh, again, but he didn't actually walk. Because he motioned with his finger, caused salvation for him and his children for all future generations. All right, let's continue talking about the importance of Levoya. So if somebody is traveling and he doesn't have company to keep him safe, he should get involved in Torah study. As it says in Mishle, they are a accompanying of grace and a, 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 an accompaniment of grace for your head. And Torah is also a, a necklace for your neck. After the incident where he took Sarah, Paro released Sarah. And he accompanied Avram for four steps. And in that, in that reward, as it says, Paro uh, commanded men to walk with Avram. So we know that he accompanied him uh, for Psiyas. Meaning he, 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 he didn't do it himself, but he, he commanded that men accompany Avram four steps. Because of that, He was Zoyche Paro, that he would have the children of Avram for 400 years in exile. It says, um, You will serve them and pain them for, he will serve them and pay them for 400 years, meaning referring to the Golis Mitzrayim. Anybody that accompanies his friend four Amos in the city, that friend is not going to be damaged. I mean, the Levaya itself gives a certain protection to your friend. Ravina Alavia, Lerava Bar Yitzchak, Dalar Amos Beir. Ravina accompanied Rav Bar Yitzchak for Amos in the city, Mataliyadi Hezek of Itzil. And that's what happened. There was a certain damage that came to his hands, but he was saved from it. So the Gemara now tells us what is the degree that you have to accompany. And this is based on different relationships. Tanarabanan. Harav Talmud Ad Ibura Shal Ir. A Rebbe accompanying a student who's leaving has to accompany him till the Ibura Shal Ir. Ibura Shal Ir is the 70 and 2 third Amos uh, out side of the city, um, Rashi says, from the out, from the farthest home outside of the city. All right, but kids are at somewhere the out, the outskirts of the city. A friend has to accompany another friend until Tchum Shabbos. Two thousand amos. Talmud the Rav ain't leshir. Now a Talmud accompanying his Rebbe, there's no measurement. Okay, but how much is the Tachlis? Amr of Sheishes ad Parsa. So he has to accompany him until a Parsa's distance. That's only if it's not his designated official Rabbi. Avul Rabbi Muvak, but if it's his real official Rabbi, Shlosha Parsa is up to three Parsais. Gemara goes on with some stories there. Ravkana, this is also Gemara Brachas. Ravkana accompanied Rav Shimi Barashi from Pumnahara until Beit Sanisa Bovel. Beit Sanisa, there's a place called, called Beit Sanisa based on the palm trees. Kimatu Hasam, when they got there, Amar Le, Ravkana said to Rav Shimi Barashi, Vadidam Risu, Hanit Sanisa de Bovel. Is it true what they say that these palm trees are from the years of Adam, from the days of Adam Arishan? Amar Leis, Rav Shimon Barashi said, at Kartan Milsa, you reminded me something. Amar Yosef Barchanina, Ma'idich Siv, what does it mean when it says in Yermia? Be'eretz asher le'ovar ba'ish, a land that no one passed through. Ve'lo yashav Adam Shaman, nobody dwelled there. Ch'miach asher le'ovar, heichan yashav. If nobody passed through, of course nobody sat there, so dwelled there. So what's the what's the emphasis of the last part? Ela, so you understand, Eretz she'gazer ole'a Adam Arishan li'yishuv nisyashva, uh, area that Adam Arishan decreed should be settled was settled. Eretz Shalai Gazar Adam Arishan Lainis Yashva, and a place that he didn't decree for it to be settled was not settled. Rashi explains what that means is is that Adam Arishan decided which crops are most ideal for which areas, and they became the crops for that area. So Rav Shimi Barashi was saying back, it must be that he decreed over here for palm trees that he decreed were from his days to have uh, to take root here. 
Um, and that's why there are palm trees in this area. That's what he reminded him in Halacha. Continues the Gemara, Rav Mordechai accompanied Rav Ashi from Agrain of Ad Beikipiv. Ad Beidura, and some say until Beidura. Anybody that does not accompany someone else or allow himself to be accompanied, it's as if he has caused murder. And we're going to bring this from the story of Elisha. This is in Malachim Beis. Uh, the story of Elisha and the youths who were mocking him, who he had killed. And what, what's the pshat? Because if the men of Yericho had accompanied Elisha, because he wouldn't have caused the bears to kill the young people. The story over there was that there was waters in Yericho that were bitter, and he sweetened the waters, which is great. You know, the problem was there was this group of Hevra who used to use that as a business strategy because the waters weren't good. It's like the bottled water industry. And they would draw water from elsewhere, and now he has caught, he caused their business to be forfeited. So they were upset. So the Pasuk says... Um, Shanamar, as the Pasuk says, Vayal Misham Beisel, he went up from there, from Beisel, uh, to Beisel, Vahu Allah Badarach, he was going on the way, Una Aram Kitanam Yatsumanair, Vayaskal Subai, and young people, and it's a strange language, and Aram Kitanam, and Aram is teenagers, Kitanam are, are younger, but they went up from the city and they cursed him, Vayayim Rulay, and they said to him, Alei Kereach, Alei Kereach, go up bold one, go up bold one. Aum Rulay, they were saying, Alei, Go up, you've bolded the place for us. means you, you caused us to lose our business venture now that the waters are good in Yericho. So the Gemara says, and, and the emphasis here is, since he was not accompanied and he didn't allow others to accompany him, the result was these, these kids ended up dying. Ask the Gemara, what is the Pasuk mean in Aram Kitanin? I mean, there are two different ages, the Chayras. Amar Belazar, Shemenu Aram in Amitzvah, it means that they were poured out of Mitzvah. They were empty of mitzvos, these kids that mocked him, ketanim shayu mekitani amana, and ketanim means that they were childish in their faith, meaning they should have known they'll get business from somewhere else. Tana, says the Braisa, na'arim hayu, that they were actually na'arim, ubiz bizuatma kiktanim, but they treated themselves like kiktanim, they made fun of such a great tzaddik, Elisha the Navi. Maskeflar of Yosef, Yosef wonders, vidilma al maybe that's just the name of their city. Milak siv, we know that the Pasuk says, in uh, Malachim Beis, says, Va'aram yatsu gedudim, Aram went up in their, with their army, v'yashu me'eretz Yisrael, na'ara kitana, and they, v'yishvu, they, they captured from Eretz Yisrael, na'ara kitana. The Kashtalon and the Gemara there asked also, na'ara kitana, how could it be they captured a na'ara, a na'ara and a kitana? That means it's the same person. But Amar Pedas, and Pedas explained, kitana demin na'uran, she was a kitana actually, from the city of na'uran, so maybe that's what it means here. So the Gemara answers, hasam lemifarish mekayma, hacha mefurish mekayman. No, there it doesn't say where she's from, so we could deduce that the name of her city was uh, Neuron. But here it says they're from Yericho, so therefore it must be this is an emphasis of their behavior and not their location. The Pasuk continues there, He turned around to these youths, he saw them, and he cursed them with the name of Hashem, and they died. Maros, the Gemara says, what did he see? Amarav, Ra Mamish. No, he gazed at them. That's what it means. Kedetani, like the Bryce said, Rishim Begamliel Oimer, Rishim Begamliel Oimer, Kalmakov Shinosnu Chacham Meneim, whenever the Chachamim placed their eyes on somebody, in a negative way, either they die or they're caused to become poor. The Shmuel Amar Shmuel says, He saw a very negative thing that they all had become uh, conceived by their mothers on Yom Kippur, which is obviously Aser. He saw the haircut of Beloris, which is like a pony, like uh, like the Amorim, which is considered a non-Jewish haircut. He saw that they had no 
uh, even moisture of a mitzvah in them. Asks the Gemara of Edilma Bizar Ayuni Abu Hava. Maybe they would have children that would have mitzvahs. Amr Belazar, Lai Bam, Belai Bizar, Matsaif Kaladaris, not them, not their children, for all future generations. And then, which we're going to stop here at the bottom and Vav Mud Bays, we'll get to the story of the bears, how he caused them to kill these kids tomorrow. Everybody have a wonderful day.